In this episode, we'll be exploring Storyline's updated Triggers panel. Before we begin, let me tell you about our Storyline training courses at MasterStoryline.com. If you're brand new to Storyline or want to improve your skills, Master Storyline has video tutorials that'll teach you how to build real courses professionally, step by step. Use the discount code TRIGGERS36, all one word, to get 10% off the first year. Hey, man. Hey, Nates. How you doing? Fantastic. You? Uh, pretty good. It's that busy time of year again, so it's, uh, yeah. I'm pulling what hair I have left out of my head. i <laughs> trying to get it all done. <laughs> I I know how I feel. I have, I, have bunch, I have also a bunch of projects, which is fantastic. I'm just, which is great in November, uh, but when it's like end of December and the, 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 like around Christmas and stuff, at that point from 25th onward, I just, I don't want to do anything. And everything I have to do feels like it's, <laughs> this is wrong. I, I want to be, right. I just want to enjoy the time with the family and, you know, have some free time and things like that. So hopefully this year by the 24th and uh, I'm working and then I'm out by 2020. Nice. Well, it's very, e- <laughs> for us, it's, you know, it's very easy to think that you've got uh, a month to work on projects, but if you consider the yeah. fact that you know you need to provide the project, you know maybe an alpha or beta for final review, yeah, and then they the client needs to review it, and then you need to make the changes. Suddenly you're down three weeks plus yeah. holidays. The whole month's gone, you know. So yeah. it's uh, very busy. And and just on that note, because you know as a freelancer, you might be waiting for a project to finish to send your last invoice and so on. And for me, I just, you know, if it's dragging on a bit too long and, and the, the fixer should come in, let's say, I, I just, you just say, you just say you want to get paid because you've done like 99% of the work and, and you're good for the fixes that they're going to send. So I, I often just push for, can I send the last invoice, please? Cause my work has basically been done and, uh, uh, now we're just waiting. So, um, and, more or less, uh, I got uh, it has been successful. So, just I encourage you to just just say it. You can't lose anything, you know. Yeah, very true. In some cases, they uh, they need to pay by the end of the year, so it's good to ask. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's nice. <laughs> so, in other news, I'll be presenting online. It's uh, called the Learning Design Summit. It's everything is based online. There are a bunch of different uh, speakers, different kinds of talks. You know ranging from f- f- throughout the whole e-learning spectrum, you know, from development, uh, script writing, uh, managing teams, and so on. So, uh, of course, <laughs> you can guess what my talk was about. I focused on Storyline. So uh, the title is Five Creative Ways for Smarter Storyline Development. Uh, it's about an hour long. It it, 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 it went uh, longer than expected. But uh, also my the, the, the host uh, of this... Uh, Summit was also asking me some questions, so that's why we also expanded a bit. And uh, let me just quickly go through through the titles of this talk. What are these five smarter creative ways? Uh, so the first one, how to create pop-ups without any layers or triggers. The second one, create click and reveal interactions without triggers. The third one, create a custom easy-to-use seek bar. The fourth one, show final score with a simple animated graph. I really like this one, by the way. And fifth, reuse PNG icons with a simple but effective approach. The goal, my goal here was to just show you some ways that you can simplify your development and also make it easy 
to fix later, maybe. So the whole thing is more versatile, you know, so you don't lock yourself into some some triggers or objects or something that it's hard to change later. So that was the goal. Uh, the summit is free. You can sign up. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, you book your seat, online seat. Uh, I think my talk is on the 12th of December, but please check the link in the show notes and, 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 and sign up and, you know, in, enjoy the talk, learn something new. Let's continue with the Ask the learning guys. Dave, we have a question that uh, you, you can uh, share with us here. We do, yeah. And I know you've actually run into this, and I've run into this myself <laughs> a couple yeah. of times before. So the question is, basically, this is the situation. Uh, let's see, I want notes to pop up during my timeline. I'm using layers for each note. Uh, when I slide back and forth on the seek bar, all my notes pop up, even in areas without notes. Uh, how do I fix this? So... Uh, yeah, basically, uh, they either have a layer popping up during the, the timeline, uh, either due to a cue point or uh, when the timeline reaches a certain point. And, and so that pops up, and then maybe you close that, and then say you say that happens at like the first 10 seconds of the timeline, but you scrub or you scroll or whatever the thing is, uh, like mm-hmm. later on in it, you're going to get these pop-ups that continuously come up because the timeline's like well they've you know they they've hit this point even though I'm way further back and you might have all this like mess coming up because yeah. you don't want to kind of you don't want to what's the word um make the seek bar read only you know you want to be able to move yes. it back and forth yeah and yeah. so that's a problem it's a bad u- user experience um and I know I've had projects like that um and, and- the way oh, go ahead and you said you said if you scroll past, and I just want to clarify, it's not just the problem that you that you drag. You can literally click in on the on the timeline which is yeah. past the point of of these triggers, and it will execute anyway. Yeah, if you interact yeah. with the timeline, it's gonna give you all these like pop ups uh, of the layers that you do not intend. Yeah. Uh, so the way that I've fixed this. Uh, is instead of using layers, I try to keep it all in the timeline. It, while layers is a more elegant way, more manageable way to uh, handle all these notes, ultimately, if it doesn't work well, the user experience, maybe from the development side, it's got to be a little bit more complex. So um, I would just put that note in the timeline, have it uh, you know, slide in, whatever you want to do, but then have your cue point or your, uh, you know, when timeline reaches, mm-hmm. um, have that, instead of having the layer pop up, have it pause the timeline, the yes. base level timeline. So it'll yeah. it'll look the same way. And then you can have a little button on the timeline, or I'm sorry, on that object to play the timeline again. And uh, yeah, it should work fine. And you can, uh, you know, move back and forth in your timeline and you won't have any of these weird false pop ups. Uh, I agree. That's the that's the best solution. Because my my situation was, I really I had a video. It was, it was like five minutes long, and at you know at one minute f- five seconds, something had to pop up, and user had to select A or B, and it was very easy using a layer. But I quickly realized that that it causes a bunch of problems. So uh, I, I <laughs> we talked about it, and I, I think this is the best solution. Just put everything in on the base layer. Have it pause and then just continue when user interacts with something. And 
yeah it's a bit more messy because it's not in layers you you, you 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 may have like five objects one over the other but uh i think that's the best solution for now and and with me with my project here it's a problem because ideally i would split the video so this interaction would happen after the video and ends you know when you show the last frame and then i would start with the next video but it has to be like a continuous thing so i i cannot afford to do that so everything has to be in the base layer gotta fix the triggers and make it work gotta make the client happy kaboom gotta make it work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might as well make it work if you're building it. <laughs> yeah, might as well. <laughs> All right, so we came to the star of this episode, the new triggers panel. So Storyline has been updated with the new triggers panel. So what's your take, Dave? What's your overall... Uh, do you embrace this change? Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's it's not a significant change in that you have to kind of relearn what triggers are. Um, it's no, no. it's yeah. it's more, and we'll go through the details. But it's you know it's it's up updating it to be nicer looking and to be easier to use and yeah. to have a little bit more functionality. Yeah. So yeah, I do like it. I I think I mentioned to you my biggest thing is I have a habit of <laughs> clicking more anywhere on it to get the trigger to pop up and to make yeah. edits to it. And I can't do that as easily now because, uh, well, because of the features. And so I, I've got to re- just relearn some of my habits a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a nice update. Uh, how about you? Yeah, same here. Anything that makes you know work more efficient, easier, uh, that's very welcome. And you know, if you think about it, I think it's about six years that Storyline is out now. And this is the major big change to the trigger panel. So, you know, hopefully this this prepares the way for the future and, you know, expandability and more features in terms of uh, triggers. So I'm really happy that this is evolving and I'm, I'm excited to see what, what they come up in the future. Uh, so now I would focus on the panel, not the, not the wizard, not the dialog box, but just on the panel. So we have a redesign uh you know in terms of color we have some color now for for variables and and uh, actions and uh overall the, the the design i think it's a bit hard to read i think i would make the colors pop more or just to make fonts bolder because uh, quickly looking at it i have a feeling currently i have a feeling that i was that i had that the previous one had better readability uh, I'm not sure if I just haven't got used to the new one yet, but just, you know, quickly looking at this one, although I like grouping and we'll come to grouping later, uh, and it, it does make things more clean. It's just something, I don't know, something doesn't add up. It just, I just have some trouble reading it. I don't know how, but I don't know if, if this happens to you. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think, and it's kind of a weird situation because you end up with a lot of triggers, and so that gets real tight and messy. So yeah. they did make some adjustments so that it's, you got a little bit more white space, kind of, you know, if things are, um, yes. you know, you got a little bit more space. Um, and, but yeah, there's something, and, and we should say too, that one of the things that ha- has been added, one of the features is that you can, uh, what's the way to say this? Y- you can edit the trigger. 
you can edit the trigger right in the panel. Yes. Um, and you could do that before, but there were certain things you couldn't do that to. And now you can do that to near everything. Yeah, I mean, I think you can totally change the trigger directly from the panel. You don't need to double click and go into wizard like before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, and then they've color coded that, if you will. And so I don't know if it's just the coloring on those things or what, whatever it is. But yeah, there's just something about it that's maybe a little bit harder to read. It might actually be the same easiness to read, but now that you're more focused on wanting to make edits right in there, maybe something about that and how you recognize what you can change. Um, I, I don't know. I'd have to spend more time on it. I mean, I, my, my wish list is basically because I've been, I've been uh, learning JavaScript for, I don't know, the last few months. So, you know, you get used to the, the, the coding world where background is black and things have nice colors so you can separate them. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to change the colors and the design of this because, uh, you know, maybe have this in black and uh, make the font bigger or bolder. That would be very welcome. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, so soon they'll have a, a Nate's option and you can select that. <laughs> And it'll adjust it for you. <laughs> yeah. So one one big thing is the, t- the thing you mentioned. You can edit the trigger right in there in the panel, which is great. But like you said, if you want to double click on it, you have to make sure to hit an, an empty spot there. Um, and you can now disable a trigger, which is very, very awesome. You know, when you want to Lo- tr- tr- troubleshoot or just test something. It's so good, so good. I ju- I just remember remember my old way. It was like delete, add new trigger, try something. Oh, okay, doesn't work. Undo, 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 undo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I. Yep. I, I I use this all the time. Yeah. There's just a one click, and it kind of looks disabled, and so you that trigger won't work. So you can test things, you can try things out. It's so nice. Yeah. I was always doing all these little. I would delete it or I would even add a condition in like on a, you know, to like, so it wouldn't run. <laughs> nice one. I never thought about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a, a pain. So yeah, l- love being able to disable a trigger. And another thing, you can now group triggers. Now that's a big one. So basically if the, how, how can I say this? When, uh, if the when condition is the same, uh, all the other actions are collapsed together under that uh, condition. Uh, I shouldn't say condition, but uh, um, how, how, what do they call this? Well, so... No, when, yeah, when, yeah, when, when. Yeah, so yeah, so like if you have a, let's say you have a whole bunch of triggers on a um, right, or on a, on a click, Yes. and you want it on a rollover when you hover the mouse over something, um, because they are all uh, associated with a click on on a button, let's say, you can click a button that, that is called group, and it will group it all by any click to that button. So now you can just change that click to the hover uh, in one adjustment. Yeah. And then you can unclick that group, and if you look at everything now, there's no on-click, it's all on-hover, even though you've got a whole bunch of uh, triggers. So you no longer have to go into each trigger and change, uh, make adjustments to each. Very nice. It's awesome. So are you team group always on or not? You know, honestly, I've not used it a whole lot, Um, you know, for like months or anything. So um, 
I think I think I'm typically keeping it. You know, I think I typically keep it off, but there's certain times where I've kept it on. I, but I don't. I haven't used it enough to know what those times are. Get back to me in like a couple of months. Okay, we'll follow up in the next episode or yeah. Two. <laughs> right. Well, I have it. I have it always grouped. I uh, I think it makes everything much nicer and and cleaner. So I just I just stick with that. Yeah. Nice. And another thing, you are able to collapse groups of triggers or uh, or basically uh, groups of triggers that are part of an object. Uh, so you you can collapse them. Uh, you know everything uh, collapses. And uh, it makes much more space, and maybe you can focus just on one part of the uh, of triggers, and you don't have to scroll down, you know, for for three screens. You collapse everything, and then you can just expand the part that you want to focus on and work on that one. So, very very nice. That yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, if you got like fifteen buttons on your screen, and they all have triggers on them, you can collapse them all down. Uh, so you can work on just that one button. You know, say you're constantly having to scroll through the panel, and it's just messy it's very nice you can collapse them down and focus a little bit better yeah yeah now let's go to the trigger wizard uh this one is on on uh like first when you first look at it, it looks very similar just like you would say ah, it's just redesign what's the difference but it's it's much quicker to work with it uh, especially because you can now use keyboard uh to enter you, you can shortcuts are basically typing to go through the whole wizard. After the wizard opens, you can basically start typing, although you haven't clicked on anything, you know, so you can just say, I'll go ahead and do something here on the fly. Uh, so you can say, just change, I change state. So you you write the first few letters, change state comes up, you press enter, you press tab, so change what, which object, you can type result, okay, here's the result, enter, next, to which state? Uh, just press tab to go to the next thing. You say state up, down, they state down, tab, when, now you come to the when, when timeline reaches, enter, you just tab again, time or cue point, tab, just write the cue point or select the cue point. And then you can even type the conditions. Now I'm, now I'm down at conditions and, you know, you can just start typing the variable maybe. So... Yeah, total slides, you know, uh, equals value zero. And you can just, just keep on typing at the end, press enter, boom, you got a new trigger. No mouse, no finding the thing in the drop dropdown. Uh, I mean, even if you go with mouse and click around, it's so much easier just to type two letters and the thing that you're looking for pops up, uh, you know, in the search results. So that's so much better. And also, I think the drop downs open much faster than previously. Sometimes I feel like when I, I click those drop downs, it just, I don't know, just didn't open so fast. But these ones, they, they totally redesigned this, how, how, it, uh, how, it, how it works and interacts. So going through it with the keyboards, it's so much better. Uh, you, I know you, you haven't really tried this, but I have. I'm just using it constantly, and it, it's such a, such a time saver. Um, and uh, just try it, try it, try it, try it. Once you get used to the keyboard, you can never go back. Yeah, I'll definitely be uh, uh, using it as I continue to develop. I just I've been in kind of a spot where I haven't had to do a whole lot with it, so I uh, need to explore it more. Uh, but yeah, it's it sounds like a fantastic feature. Yeah, this show is just for you, Dave, for me to explain to you how awesome the new trigger panel is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not even gonna provide this to 
the masses. No, no. It's just just for me. Yes, yes, correct. <laughs> now another thing in the trigger wizard. At the end, we have conditions. Now, previously, previously on twenty four, <laughs> if you if you would select a few conditions, if you would add a few conditions, you know, you would say if the state is normal, if the object, let's say if object, uh, what I have here, heads is zero, and if slight numbering is zero. Okay. They have added ability, the ability to rearrange triggers up and down. And at first, it wasn't clear to me why. I mean, it looks just to make things nicer or something. Why, why would I need to do that? However, it, it, there is a value, big value here that I'm not sure if this worked before, but it definitely works now. So you could have, you could say if, uh, let me just let me just uh, read what I have here. If the state of click A is normal and heads equals value zero, and then I can say or menu progress value zero, and then I can say add. I have heads equals value zero. So the thing is that you can have groups of conditions that like that are. Oh, really hard to say this you can have groups of conditions that work like if this and that or this and that you know that's the short version uh, and when you drag things up and down you can you can see it because uh and conditions are indented inside under the previous conditions so they are they are together it's like a group but or conditions are uh, are not indented, are outdented. <laughs> you know, they're at the start of the, the line. So you could say, so in my case here, I say, if uh, state of click A is normal and heads value zero, or menu progress is zero and heads value is zero. So you could have two conditions or two other conditions, you know, working as a group. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You know what I want to say? Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I, I'm not sure. I always remember with the old panel that I would be confused by what would happen if you did and or or, like the order of it and Same how it here. would group it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like how would it group those up? Because yes. it's like, okay, you've got two ands and then you got an or. How is it gonna? <laughs> I know, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. And in the new version, uh, and user, please try it out on your on your own. In the new version, this is much cleaner, much clearer, because it it gets indented. You can see, aha, uh -huh, okay, these guys are together. And then if I say, or these guys are together, and if you drag it up and down, uh, you can see how they how they how they group basically. I'm sure in the forums this is explained, uh, but uh, th now this is possible. Basically, you can say or three conditions or these five conditions. You know that that wasn't at least. I never used it that way. Like you said, it wasn't clear before. It, I was just confused. How is this gonna, you know, that doesn't make sense. So now this is like, this is a big step forward for me because, you know, having, having a bil an ability to provide such basically complex conditions, it's much more valuable. You know, you can, you can achieve a lot more. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You, ha you haven't slept for, for months and finally, finally <sighs> you can sleep. Dude, when this update came, I slept like a baby. <laughs> Although babies does, don't sleep that well, you know. If you're a parent, you know that. <laughs> I slept like a very calm adult. 
<laughs> there you go. Uh, I have one more tip here. Uh, what you can do with the new triggers, trigger wizard, trigger panel. So, you know, when you have the when state off and then you select a bunch of objects is selected, you can uh, now you can select those objects before you add the trigger. Just select them on the screen, create the new trigger, and then when you get to the when ch- when state changes, those objects will be already selected for you in the trigger wizard, which is so nice, so handy. So you don't have to search for them. You don't have to you know click 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 select them. Uh, much easier. And also now this drop down with the uh, objects that you can select for 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 these states uh it's a big list you know previously you have seen you have you could you you would be able to see only five of them at a time no not five four of them at a time you know in that little window when you go up and down and select object states mm-hmm. now it's a drop down menu and you have check boxes right next to them and you can quickly check them like 10 of them if you want no scrolling up and down so very nice very nice interface change yeah very nice I did, you know, I noticed this the other day, and I don't know if the old version did this too, but um, yeah, I was in a, I have several layers, and I've got several objects in those layers with um, motion paths on them, and so I clicked on one of the, uh, I was in a layer, and I, I, yeah, I could go to um, like move, you know, a trigger move to move like motion path, yeah. And and I could then see the motion. I could see the object in the other layers. Um, but then when I click on it and then try to go to select the motion path in that other layer, you know, it wouldn't be there, you know, because I can't cross tell a motion path to start another layer. It was kind of a little weird bug thing where it was like showing me uh-huh. what it shouldn't show me. Like it shouldn't have even given me the option to uh, select that. But um in fact, that kind of goes into some of the future things we'd love to see. I, I would love to see uh, the ability to um, uh, connect to some other some objects in other places, you know, across layers. Some things you can, those things you can't. I'd love to be able to be in a layer and tell another layer thing to work. Yeah. Um, or the master slide to be able to connect to objects in the master slide back and forth when possible, when it makes sense to. Yeah. Um, so that's that's another thing I'd love to see, um, and and hopefully this this new update allows them to uh, you know expand much more easily. Yeah, same here. I I hope this you know expands. I I mean the updates have been great. You know, since the subscription started, and especially I feel like in the last few months they they've been on fire. The, the the updates have been just coming all the time. Yep. So Dave, is there anything else you want to see? I'm glad you asked because I have a slight list here. Um, it's, it's not a I could have a bigger list, but um, these are just a couple things that came to mind real quick before we recorded. Um, first off, multi-selecting triggers. Um, you know, say you want to move four at once, and to be able to select four of them and slide them up into another spot, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, also, el- else conditions. Um, I've been in a lot of situations where uh, I want to say, you know, I want to do all this stuff only in the case of this thing. Um, but if that thing isn't true, then I want it to do this other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and I know sometimes I run into things where I'm even like toggling, you know, a variable. And if I don't have an else statement, you know, then I've got to have another another trigger after that to handle the 
else, if you will. Yeah. But if I've already switched the variable from false to true because I had to earlier, now that second one to handle the situation doesn't work, you know, because now it's like, oh, it's switched already. You know, so there's these weird little odd things that I've run into over the years where I'd love to just have a uh, an else trigger. Um, you know, do this, and in any other situation, you know, do this other thing or don't do anything at all or whatever it is. So that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah learning, you know, even with my now basic, very basic knowledge of JavaScript, you know, I, I came into... Uh, for loop, I, I came acquainted with for loops and uh, while and else and all of these things, you know. And you, ju- you can ju- just like world expands and you see whatever whatever else is possible. And just to bring just a few of those things into storyline would be awesome. Yeah, well, I know, I know, you know, a lot of people really like storyline from the beginning because it, they had background in Flash or Action Script or yeah. JavaScript and it just felt, I don't know, it, it felt like, okay, I can start to do some of these things again. So yeah, the more of those things that let you do kind of rudimentary programming and, um, y- you know, the more you can feel like uh, you can just do what you, what's in your head um, uh, without doing a whole bunch of trickery, uh, the better. Yeah, yeah, I concur. Okay, I think this is a fantastic time to wrap up. Mr. Dave, thank you. And please tell us, can people find you on the interwebs? They can, yes. Um, thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you can find me at illumingroup.com or davidsharney.com or elearninglocker.com or, boy, jeez, I might need to make some adjustments here. Um, got too many. I need a landing page uh, site now. Oh, I guess I do, davidsharney.com. <laughs> And also uh, Twitter at, I think it's Dave underscore Charney. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Okay. Thanks. I can never remember. Anyway, and there's probably a hundred other places, but uh, maybe start with those if you want to connect. How about you, Nates? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter under nickname NEJCD or just add me on LinkedIn. Uh, of course, you can also connect with us through the website. We have a form there. If you have a question for the e-learning guys, you can write to us there. You can find all the show notes on the elearningguys.com. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Happy e-learning.